The psalmist said in chapter 109 and verse 4, and I don't know that I've ever heard this preached from, but he just simply said, for my love, they are my adversaries. And, and I, I understand that when we look at the psalmist David, there's such a parallel between him and Christ. And you will find that those prophecies have come true. Not only is David talking about what he has gone through, but it's also prophetic about Christ. That which he endured and the love that he shared. That's simply what the first part of the verse is about. But then David said, but I give myself unto prayer. I give myself unto prayer. I want to preach a while this morning. I give myself unto prayer. I, I wonder what would happen here this morning if by the time we walk out of here, every one of us would give ourselves unto prayer. Folks, I, I feel the Holy Ghost. I felt it in the prayer room. I felt God dealing. Can we just lift our hands and let's pray for the anointing to flow? Shall we, church? God, I come to you again today. I want to thank you, Lord. I want to praise you, God, for your love and for your mercy, your goodness, and your kindness. I understand, God, that you have dealt with us. I understand that you have moved. God, I need your anointing. God, may it fall and may you fill this house. And may you change and transform us. Every one of us in the precious name of Jesus. And we'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor that's due unto your name. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord and thank him one more time for what he's going to do. Come on, church. Why don't we just start giving ourselves to him right now? And you may be seated in Jesus' name. I understand and we must ask the question today, what are we given to? For we are what we give ourselves to. I believe that's why the writer wrote, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sins, and will heal their land. Do we need a healing in America? Do we need a healing in our churches? Do we need a healing in our personal lives? Then I come to tell somebody anything can happen if we can find an altar and give ourselves unto prayer. I got a feeling this could be the greatest revival we've ever had if we give ourselves unto prayer. 
We are what we give ourselves to. We have individuals that work a lifetime at an occupation that they're not given to. There's nothing worse than doing something that you don't like to do. Come on. Somebody said, if you find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Oh, somebody help me here. I'm telling you here this morning, I'm living the dream. I don't know if you can tell or not, I like my job, but I really love my employer. Well, because he's been good to me. And I'm telling somebody, uh, the benefits uh, are out of this world. I know what it's like to work in a factory and dread every morning when you get up. Uh, I understand the fact you must be there at five, six, or seven and, and work till they tell you you can go home. You may have a job where you drive and you travel thousands of miles and and you make so much a week. You're just doing it because that's what's available. And I understand men that if you're like me, we feel like we can pull ourselves up with our own bootstraps. So we just do what we got to do. And I understand uh, that I got to make my family a living. Because when I said I do, I didn't say I do for her to give me a lifestyle that she could provide for me. I went to work that I could provide for my family and I ought to get some amen from the men in this house. I know there are those that have given themselves to hunting. Have I got any hunters in the house? And Oh, that was weak. <laughs> Me and your pastor has a friend that has got probably one of the best whitetail collections that I know of anywhere around and he looked me in the eye a few days ago and he said brother shepherd the only thing that keeps me awake at night is trying to figure out how to get the next trophy on the wall I wonder church What should keep us up awake at night? When we got loved ones and folks, I think we can look at the times we're running out of it. We got sons and daughters and brothers and sisters uh, that if something don't get a hold of them, uh, they're going to miss it. Uh, And my God, uh, I 
wonder uh, what would happen uh, if we got to where we couldn't sleep at night uh, because we believed uh, they were lost uh, and undone uh, without God. Uh, I'm preaching to somebody. Uh, we need a spirit uh, to get a hold of us uh, that causes me uh, to want to pray. Nolan Ryan could throw 100 mile an hour. He had 5,714 strikeouts. Seven no-hitters. Why? Because he was given to baseball. Tom Brady, whether you like him or not, played in 10 Super Bowls, but he's won seven. Oh, don't get quiet on me because you don't like him. I just come to tell somebody uh, why. Because uh, he's given himself uh, unto the sport of football. Arnold Palmer was a member of a hundred golf clubs around the world. A hundred. And he said, most of my rounds were played at Latrobe County Club in Bay Hill. And it was where he was taught the game by his father, the greenskeeper and pro. He said, I started when I was, I was three. It was more than a game. Golf has been my life. He was given to it. What makes, what makes a good chef? Just hang on. I'll, I'll preach tonight. What, what makes a good chef? I, I don't know anybody who doesn't like to cook that's a good cook. I, I know a lady not too far from here. In fact, she, she lives in Fort Wayne and went to Brother White's church. But I, I want somebody to know she knew how to make a peach cobbler. I mean, she'd bring them to my trailer. They were hot out of the oven. I, I, I'm telling somebody, it'd make a puppy dog pull a freight train. Why? Why was she good? She was given unto that food. And I'm telling somebody today, I would to God that we could understand what we could do for God if we'd be given unto Him through prayer. A dear friend of mine, pastor, is he's a builder and he's a man of few words. But if you want to see his light, his eyes light up, just start talking about a new home. Start talking about what you desire to do. And he'll look at you and say, can't you see it? I remember building, we was going to build, and he said, Brother Shepherd, can't you see it? I said, see what? Because his mind had already figured it out. 
And there's artists and painters. And there's Thomas Kincaid. Known as the, the painter of light. Could it be he was looking for the light? Somebody help me here. <laughs> I, 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 I know there, there are doctors. But I, I, I want somebody to know that just because you have a license to practice does not mean you're given to the art of healing. And I don't know about you, but I don't want somebody just to practice on me. <laughs> I want somebody to bring uh, the art of healing uh, that I might be whole. Uh, somebody hear me this morning. Uh, I'll never forget uh, when I read Gifted Hands. And Ben Carson said, I had been in surgery for over 12 hours. Trying to separate a tumor from an individual's brain. And I came to the realization that if something didn't happen and happened quick, they were going to die on that operating table. And he said, I told my staff, give me just a few minutes. And he said, I walked down to a broom closet and shut the door and fell on my knees and said, God, if you don't help these hands, they're going to die on the table. Why? He's given to the art of healing and making whole. He said, I walked back in that operating room uh, and I began to see what I couldn't see before. My hand and my eye coordination uh, came together uh, and in a few minutes I had the tumor out. Uh, I'm telling somebody uh, there is an art uh, when we are given uh, to who we are. God, I feel the Holy Ghost here. Just because someone has passed the bar exam does not mean I want them to be my lawyer. We had a man in a town very close to us that had a, a statement on his desk and he said, if you got enough money, I can keep you out of jail. And folks, if he had the case, why? He was given to that defense that he was going to win. Let me tell somebody, what does it take to be a teacher? To be able to touch and to impact, to direct and instruct. Do you know what teach really is? It means to learn twice. Because it's not only what you're trying to give, but it's also understanding. Woo! It coming back to you. What about the art of being a mother? You ladies help me here. This is something I've never understood, probably never will. But you can have 20 children in a nursery 
and 10 of them start crying. And a real mother will say, that's my baby. I'm thinking, my God, all I hear is crying. But she says, that's my baby. Why? It's more than just bearing a child. But it's an understanding. That's my baby. And it's my job to nourish. It's my, oh God, I feel the Holy Ghost. We're given unto that who we are. And there's more to it than just fathering a child. But when you're given to it, you'll be there for them to protect and to provide and to raise them up in the admonition of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about a real father. I'm talking about real men that are given unto being a father to their child. Somebody help me here. The rock musician Prince said, music to me is a life force. It's not what I do. It's what I am. So let me talk to us as apostolics. Is there anything worse than watching folks sing and play that are not given to the spirit of the Somebody I, I, I'm not on you folks I'm just preaching what I feel you can't say it's going to be nothing come on somebody there isn't anything worse than seeing apostolic folks at camp meeting our conference, our revival, come on. Oh, yeah, they may be able to play good, but you can tell uh, they're just there to entertain. Uh, I'm telling somebody, uh, I've come to give myself uh, to the presence uh, of Almighty God uh, so that somebody uh, will be touched uh, and changed uh, and trained. By the presence of Almighty God. You ever seen folks sign a song? My God, I do good with the English language. <laughs> and we got young folks up signing. I had a friend of mine, he said, Brother Shepherd, there isn't anything more disturbing than me to walk into service. And those signs literally mean nothing. You see, when he steps up and starts signing, 
He puts himself into it. He's good. He's very good. As far as I'm concerned, he's one of the best I've ever seen. But you know what? His daddy's deaf. I'm asking somebody, what are we giving to our father? Are we just going through the motions to try to impress somebody sitting next to us? Or are we saying, God, here I am. Everything I've got, everything I'm not, I'm going to give it to you today. My God, i got to have you. i got to have a move of God. we got to have the presence of God in this place. Somebody hear me. I don't know about you, but I want him welcomed here. I want his presence here. I want his power here. I want signs, wonders, and miracles to take place in this house. So I've come preaching today. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely you have received. And freely give. Come on church. If we give ourselves unto prayer. It's a given. Lift your hands all across this house. Cowper once walked out onto a river bridge driven by the obsession that life had lost all its meaning and he did not care to live any longer and while standing looking down into the murky waters below something took a hold of him and he turned and retraced his steps back into the village he did not know what, where he was going but his steps took him within the hearing of singing such as he had never heard before And after standing outside a while, he entered the little mission and sat down on the back seat. At the close of the service, when the altar call was made, he made his way to the front to pray. For surely, Cowper must have seen the tragedy of Calvary that night. For after praying, he gave us one of the most beautiful hymns of all time. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stain. I'm preaching to somebody that somebody was singing under an anointing and somebody was praying and preaching under an anointing and folks I'm telling someone I don't want anybody to slip through my fingers. I don't want the drug addict and the alcoholic and the prostitute and the depressed to walk in here.
here and leave the way they came. Come on, church. I'm giving myself under prayer. more than just a title or a role that we fulfill in life there's no higher calling I was born to preach you were born to pastor you were born to pastor I want to ask I want to ask some of our ministers here have you called your pastor up and said when are you going to pray today Why is it we want what the bishop had or we want what the pastor had, but we don't want to pray the pies? I I got a feeling. I got a feeling that if somebody would call Brother St. Clair and say, what time are you going to pray tomorrow? And you would begin to follow your pastor. Your ministry would reach heights that it's never reached before. Somebody help me here. I believe things would start to take place. It's easy to look at what we have here and want what we got. But we don't want to pay the price that was paid through the years to get us where we are. But today, I'm going to give myself to prayer. Woo! I refuse to live less than what God intended for me to be. And I wonder what kind of revival we could have in the course of the next year. If this church would give themselves to prayer. I would to God that somebody else would say, Come on church, we're going to have prayer meeting Monday night. We're going to have prayer meeting Tuesday night or Friday night. I wonder what would happen if we'd give ourselves. My God. Come on, church, lift your hands all across this house. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. 
we got folks all across this house that's living beneath their privilege. Uh, why? Uh, we're given to everything but what we need to be given to. Uh, we got ministries uh, that if we're not careful, uh, they're going to die like souls. Uh, why? Uh, because we refused uh, to consecrate uh, our anointing uh, that God has given us. Uh, come on, folks. Uh, I can't make it without it. Uh, you can't make it without it. Uh, I'm telling someone, uh, it's the will of God uh, for us to have revival. Uh, but revival uh, comes with a price. Can we lift our hands all across this house? Across this house. Some of you are bound by things you can't shake. Uh, why don't you bring it to prayer? Uh, come on. Uh, I'm not only preaching to the saint. I'm preaching to the sinner. Uh, if you want to be free. Uh, here's the key. Uh, here's the ingredients. Uh, that sets the captive free. Uh, and binds up the broken heart. Uh, you'll find it. Uh, on your knees. Uh, in prayer. God is speaking to your heart this morning. Would you get up out of that seat? And let's run to this altar. And let's forget about time. And give ourselves. Come on, church. Come on. Come on, young people. Come on. Come on, daddy. You want God to put your family back together? Here's the answer. You need deliverance this morning. It's here. It's here. It's here. Come on, church. Each and every one of us in this house needs to find us an altar. And we need to call out and give ourselves unto prayer.
Somebody wants God to move. Come on, come on, come on. 